Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. And on this episode, I, Aaron Gerke and Kevin Bender are talking about Ephesians chapter 6, especially about spiritual warfare and how God has given us his armor. We hope you enjoy it. Hi, Kevin. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Cheers. Cheers, dude. I think, was it last week you were rocking the Yeti? This week, this week I'm rocking the Yeti. Gotta keep it. I don't know. Unexpected. We're just our our beverage drinking vessels mm. options are vast. They are. I think I have too many water bottles and coffee mugs and travel coffee mugs and all of that sort of stuff. But you know, that way you're never without. Mm. Except I, when I am. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like I'm like this with pens too. Like. Mm. Like I, I buy pens mm-hmm. and then I have all the pens on my desk and then eventually all my pens are gone. Mm-hmm. And then like I'll walk around the church and then my house and my car and I'm like, oh, there's one of my pens. And there's And I gather them back together yeah. and then they just start to disappear again. That's how I am with chapstick. Oh. Except the only place I have to look is usually the washing machine <laughs> or the dryer. Yeah. If it gets through the dryer, does chapstick last the dryer? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it like melts and gets yeah. all goopy. Have you found that out? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I found that out with pens. Oh, yeah? Oh, that'll ruin a shirt. It was really bad. Oh, no. Yeah. But, hey, that's enough about my personal life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about yours. Hey, well, those of you listening today, we're we're going to engage in a conversation uh, about Ephesians chapter 6. We're kind of just, for now, sticking with the in this podcast, the, the themes that we've been preaching through. And, uh, so I just got done preaching about Ephesians chapter six, not, not the whole thing. There's some stuff at the beginning, but really kind of laid, uh, the emphasis on this, the the armor of God and Mm. spiritual warfare. So Mm. I don't know what, what were you hearing? You you got to listen to me preach three times. I did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think what sticks out to me quite a bit, uh, which you acknowledge like early on kind of in the sermon was just this question of, you know, are you aware, like, are you conscious of the spiritual realm and of these attacks, you know, uh, that Satan is working and doing? Like, is that something that's even on your radar? Because I think a lot of times, well, no. <laughs> yeah. Are you answering for yourself or people in general? Both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just my, I think my assessment for my own life, but something I've really tried to be attentive to because I, I, I try to be an observer of the world in which I live. Like I'm Mm not, I'm not super quick to just get all hyped up about a worldly issue. Like, cause I, I don't know. It's, some of the same stuff that I think we've been talking about, that there's a greater perspective in Christianity. We have a greater hope. We believe in God's got stuff in control. And so hmm. I try to just take an observational role a lot of times. And, and I don't know, at least in this, especially in this last, you know, last couple of months of, uh, of our, of our culture and our societies yeah. wrestle with, you know, from the pandemic to the elections to racial inequality. I mean, those seem to be some of the, the big things from this year that we've been dealing with. And I just see so many people just caught up in those issues. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 the damage it's doing between relationships and households and the society, and from from a spiritual realm, you go, wow, yeah, the the devil is capitalizing on a lot of that, and and how is he doing it? And that's that's kind of what I got through in my sermon. You know, as we talk about this, the game plan of the devil as he's sowing seeds of doubt and division and chaos and confusion. And you just go. I think if you just take a step back and you go, oh, wow. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> and, then, and then you can laugh about it because you go, wait a second. You you're lose. Like, you're, the, you're a loser, Satan. Like, and I'm not a name-calling kind of person. Like, I don't like boasting. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about humility, but Paul encourages if we're going to boast, like, boast in the Lord. Like, so I... I don't know if it's totally right, but I get a little bit of kick out of being able to call the devil a loser and know that that's true and kind of good to do because we can boast in the Lord. So I don't know if I'm pushing the envelope a little bit too much, but I get to get out all of those things that sometimes I want to say to other people, you know, Um, and I can just say it to the devil instead. (laughs) Well, exactly. And this is, you know, that's what I thought was something that was very pointed, thoughtful in your sermon was about, um, you know, what it looks like or what part of the one of his schemes, his methods, right? The devil. You talked about how he's one of his hopes is that you won't think about it, that you're right. not going to notice it, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, so when you when you do notice it, then okay, that changes the dynamic of who's who I'm against. Yeah. But if you don't notice his presence, then well, who are you against? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if as Christians we could all capitalize on that and not not be against other people mm-hmm. like especially our christian brothers and sisters you know like not fighting against one another but finding that common ground in in christ and you know mutually going we're on the same team like no no no, no. the devil is the the enemy mm-hmm. who's already been defeated thank you jesus you know stand firm in jesus like let him fight on your behalf and claim the victory on your behalf. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just get a lot of, a lot of strength <laughs> right. out of Christ's strength. Yeah. And this, I mean, even thinking like in relational, uh, uh, you know, a sphere. So like uh, for me to think about my wife, Molly yeah. and us uh, together, but then if, you know, all of a sudden there is some, you know, I don't know, issues going on, some hostility, you know, uh, something that happened that's that's kind of pulling us or pitting us against each other. What I wanted, like my my natural inclination, is going to be to kind of double down on whatever my side is. And yeah. Think of all the reasons why ah, this is why it's wrong, or you know, this is why I'm right in this scenario. Uh-huh. But if I can think about Satan's involvement in this, all of a sudden, oh, okay, this changes. Yeah. It's not Molly versus me. It's not me versus Molly. It's us. For Satan, yeah, you know, and saying like, "Wait, okay, all right, here's some goofiness that's going on. Here's how I contributed." Yeah, and then to say, like you said, Satan, darn you, yeah, you can't do that to me, yeah. <laughs> and here's why: get behind me, Satan. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're bound. Yeah, uh, and that just changes that dynamic completely. Then I can actually, you know, be reunited with Molly. We can come together, um, and and just I don't know. That's a different, totally different dynamic yeah. than. Well, the devil divides, right? The devil divides. Sin separates. The devil divides. Jesus 
reconciles through forgiveness and love. Like, so if there's division, that that's, that's the, that's the devil at, at work. You know, if there's the desire to heal and reconcile and forgive, mm. that's, that's of Jesus. Like, I just, I think to be able to call that out and go, Oh yeah, I see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and to think back to the whole idea of the spiritual realm, you know, and people yeah. might be like, well, I don't know. I don't really think I've ever seen the spiritual realm or like felt it, but, if you just think about division, oh, okay, oh, yeah, never mind. It's everywhere. <laughs> right, right. Like right. it's not hard to see the spiritual battles that are taking place because if there's division, the devil's behind that. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I'm kind of cued in. Right. And especially when you, um, yeah. I mean, in my sermon, I went through that that game plan of the devil that mm-hmm. has the the ultimate goal of the devil is to separate us from God. What I mean, what I really did is I. I didn't say it specifically, but I just took us back to the garden of Eden mm-hmm. um, because we, we see that what the devil does right there and what, what happens. And it's that first of all, a separation from God, sowing seeds of doubt um, and then separation from other people, Adam and Eve start pointing fingers at each other, blaming each other. They're, they're ashamed of themselves. And so they blame the other like, boom, separation. You know, they're, uh, everything that they've been created to do in the world from the man's desire or a creation to work is now painful. And the woman's, uh, uh to, to be a, a wife and a mother and, and a supporter and helper is now painful. And so all those things just, boom, you just hate it all. And, you know, and end up like, ah, just the whole thing unraveling. And so, so, I mean, that's really what the devil's trying to do in in all of our lives all the time mm. separate us from god separate us from people get us to hate one another get us to hate the world get us to hate ourselves feel alone isolated pinned in a corner alone either despairing or getting selfish and prideful you know and sure. it's just like oh okay i'd rather stay with jesus and stand firm in him put on his armor stay with christian brothers and sisters and find victory and peace there you know like i just think that's such a better way to live in the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well i thought that too i loved i was going to ask you know how did you where did you get the, this tape you know from satan of uh, his work and kind of what he does and he's told us now yeah kind of from the garden that genesis mm-hmm. uh story but that actually does help just using those two thinking in those two directions uh vertically horizontally like me and god you know the people that actually really helps me identify for myself like okay what is it that's taking me away from god yeah. You know, what is it that's like occupying my headspace and actually like making me afraid or doubtful? You know, like what is that thing for me? Okay, now that's that's the spiritual realm. Yep. This is the spiritual warfare that's going on. Yep. Like I may not have thought of it in that way, but now I can think, okay, yeah, like I've been so preoccupied by this thing. I've kind of, you know, I come to Sunday and all of a sudden I remember, oh yeah, like, whew, God's got it. Yeah. Like, he's king, you know. Yeah. So what was it that was really like, just taking me, taking my mind space away from from God's reign over this world and over me. Okay, that's where Satan's trying to attack me. Yeah, you know. And then and then that idea from the horizontal perspective, like again, you know, division. Okay, Molly and I, right now, I can see that from a, this whole different perspective of Satan's involvement. Yeah. Uh, but who else, maybe in my life, am I feeling distant from? Mm. And maybe it's something I did, or maybe it's something someone else did. Mm-hmm. But if if there's that, if I can sense that space and that division, 
um, you know, and some of the things that go with that, like hostility or, or fear of like even talking right to like a certain person. All right. This is more than just like some weird happenstance of life. This is a spiritual battle that I'm engaged in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so now run me through what do I do? (laughs) If I find myself recognizing these things, recognizing maybe things that are getting in between me and God or things that are getting in between me and other people or even specific people who I feel distant from, like what does it look like to put on the armor of God? We talk about put on the armor of God, but... Yeah, (laughs) I mean, first of all, I think... So uh, Satan is crafty. So, I mean, what he will want to do is first to get you to think he's not real. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then if you, if you acknowledge that he's real, what he, what he will want to get you to do then is still, it's still the same tactic, still pull you away from God. So what he might do is then burden you with, with, with your sin. Mm-hmm. So if you turn, if you turn and say, Satan, I see what you're doing. And he might go, yeah, but you know, look and see what you've done, you know, miserable sinner, you know? And then, and then that's a, that's another, that's just another method of his. So first of all, I just want to proclaim to you, Kevin, to anybody listening Mm. that again, that Christ has already won. Mm. Satan, Satan does not have power. Yes. It sometimes seems like it. Um, but the, the, the war is over. Christ is victorious. He has won. Uh, Sometimes we, we get wondering then, well, why does Christ still allow the devil to do all this stuff? That's beyond uh, what, I, what I can understand. But I do know that Satan has not won. You are, you are loved by God. Mm. You are forgiven. Jesus has welcomed you into his family. Mm. And he will love you with an unstoppable, never giving up mm. <laughs> kind of love. So I tell you that first because Satan will want to burden you, you know, with your sin. So don't be burdened. Jesus says, if you're feeling burdened, do what with those burdens? Cast it on him and he will give you rest. So find rest in Jesus, find peace in him, find strength in him. That's, I mean, that's most important. Like just, just be in his presence. This is what it says to, you know, put on the armor of God. What is it? Be strong in the Lord, mm. like you actually are in him at our church. We say we're alive in Christ, right? Psalm 46 says God is our refuge and strength, right? So that's like a like safe Harbor language. So if you're a ship seeking safe Harbor, where do you go? You go in the Harbor, right? So like mm. we're actually in Christ. Like, and so, so I, I think if we can find our life and, and just imagine his, him enveloping us. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's the most important thing. Paul just says, put him on, put him on and stand firm there because it's, I don't know. It's like being bubble boy or something like the devil just can't, he can't get you. Yeah. He can't get, not, not ultimately like he's going to, he'll try and and you'll want to get out of the bubble sometimes and go play with the devil like we just mm. that's that's how temptation works he's only got authority or power over us when we give it to him and that was something that was pretty big that's a big statement right yeah cuz like i think most of the time i'm thinking 
oh shoot, you know, I'm weak. Uh, I'm soft. I can't handle this guy. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like Satan's power, like he, just the idea of Satan, he seems so much stronger, yeah. you know, yeah. formidable. Uh, but then you call him a toddler yeah. right? <laughs> in the sermon and, you know, kind of this guy that, that only has power if you give it to him. And I guess having Lily, that makes sense, right? So I, I know, and I have kids. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just like you give in just Came to get in. it over with. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Or it's like you know, <laughs> she'll make, she'll say like, "Go away." She's like playing with her toys. Go away. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. Like I can I can go away and let her play. That's fine. But yeah. I don't ever need to feel like I have to. Yeah. Like I can walk over there very easily. Yeah. You know, like she only has that power if I let her have it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that I normally think that way about satan that he only has power if i let him have power uh. um, that's just an interesting way to conceive of it all that we're actually maybe stronger in the lord or in christ and i guess that's the key yeah. right yep not on our own hmm. see and that's the that's a tricky thing of the devil like yeah. if he gets you to think that you're on your own hmm. oh, oh, yeah i can't i can't handle the devil you know yeah when you can't on your own that's why christ did it for you yeah and so it's stay in him, stay close to him. Mm. Use his word, not your own. And, and Satan, ha- he can't do anything. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's another way I think that this makes sense. Like, you know, talk about Christ already having defeated Satan, you know, like he is the one that reigns. It sounds like, you know, Jesus gets the last word. Yeah. Right. Like Satan's got all these words he's trying to throw at you, yeah. but he didn't get the last word. Right. Like Jesus gets that last word yeah which is what you already said you know salvation forgiveness yeah you know um, his my love for you yeah um i'm like all of this is is interesting to me especially thinking about the names we use for the evil one right okay so devil yeah. right means deceiver uh, right yeah so uh you know that seems like what he's trying to do he's trying to deceive you into into thinking that you know God's far away, deceive you into thinking that He's not there, the devil's not there. It's yeah. it's all these other humans, yeah. and they're the who you got to be ticked off at, right? Right. But then if you kind of catch on to that method, well, then it's that other name we use, right? Satan, uh. which means accuser. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, then you'll switch into that mode, and it's like, yeah, but you, what about all this junk you've done, Kevin? Right. You know. So now he's accusing me, and that can just as easily make me feel far from God. Yeah. Right. Um. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 just interesting. We use name, we use these names for the evil one, um, but they actually are kind of like his methods. Like yep. we remember that. Now I know. Okay, okay. If I if I'm feeling all these accusations against me, I need to stop listening to the one accusing me. Yeah, and listen to the one who died for me. Yeah, and who's redeemed you from that from that pit, you know, mm. and and you know calls you his his child, right? And so, yeah, I. I've heard, uh, you know, I always just want to be careful of, like, I, I feel, well, okay, I think I, I even heard people uh, coming out of church tell me, like, wow, I've never actually heard that much preached about the devil and really appreciated it, mm. which is, uh, one, is good so that we call him out, but but two, like, there, there's a ten, there, there's always, a, like, a hesitancy um or I don't know what the right word is, but we don't want to talk about the devil too much to actually start like legitimizing him, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like making it seem like he's actually an actual threat. So like, I, I want to try to be clear about that, that the only reason that we're showing you this tape is just so you're aware. 
Because again, the devil wants you to think that he's not real. And a lot of people in, in our society, I think, are just living life numbed out, um, busied by the, the, the stresses of this life and just kind of, I don't know, just getting through like, just yeah, nose to the grindstone. Like, like I'm not really looking around cause I got, I just got so many things I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all the, all these forces at play around us in the society, it's just too much to handle too much noise. Like I just, you know, I, I, like I, I, I think that's what a lot of people are feeling. Like, mm. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with all this stuff, you know? And yeah. so a lot of people just kind of get back into, uh, I don't know. And I don't, I'm not even going so far as to say like they're being self-centered or selfish, but I think just not being attuned to what the devil is trying to do mm. at all, mm-hmm. you know, and what Christ has purchased and won you from so that you can be in the world mm-hmm. regardless of what's happening mm-hmm. in the world and stand up and say, why, why are we so worried about any of this stuff? Like mm-hmm. why, why, why is any of this, uh, like a threat to us like again it goes back to some of the stuff we've talked about in former episodes like we need to be in the world we need to be present and we're not talking about being disengaged um but being engaged in a way where we've got the perspective of um of of god's eternal plan for us and for the world sure yeah i was actually you know that that brings me to another thought, kind of a question that emerged um, in listening to the sermon is, you know, this, so fight language, like yeah. you hear a lot of fight language out there, you know, fight the pandemic, fight. Did that resonate with you or, or not? It made me think. Okay. And, and this is, so this is why I kind of want to give space to it. I'm curious, like, you know, cause it seems like in certain contexts, like we talk a lot about, um, maybe use the language of like battling, you know, battling cancer. Okay. Right. So we use that like war kind of language in certain scenarios um is there a difference between that idea and this fight idea in the language that you were kind of describing or um you know what is it about this fight language in the world that you see as a and and you even said it like i don't you know you were saying i don't see the devil behind every single thing that's going on but but maybe there's a connection there right like yeah. Help us understand. Yeah. I, so, so I, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and didn't listen to the sermon, I just said like, if you if you listen to the language of the world, the world often talks about fighting things. I think, at least in my mind, this is what I hear, or at least the tone behind it. Like, mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta fight the opposing political party. We gotta defeat them, right? We gotta win. We gotta we gotta we gotta you know fight against the pandemic. Uh, we gotta fight against inequality. We gotta fight. Against, I said fight against pollution. Uh, you know we gotta fight against all these things. So, um, uh, what what I'm sensing is that again, it's not a disengagement from those things. Uh, mm. Wholeheartedly, we want to uh, stand up for the marginalized and mm. um, and 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 care for the creation and do all these things but um, in perspective of again who god is and and who we are that ultimately god's got things in control mm. i'm i'm put here to manage and steward my life and and those around me and his good gifts um and so ultimately i, I basically the distinction is i think people people want to fight for the sake of the fight. Like mm. win, 
you know, in a, in a political season, win against the opponent to win the election to gain power and control. When, you know, maybe it, it, instead, if you're voting based on your values and that sort of stuff, like, no, our, our goal is not to defeat other people, not to fight against them, but prayerfully, hopefully, the the values that that God has instilled in this world will be the ones that kind of rule our day and our lives. Like that's what I want to happen. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. same thing with any of these issues. We want life and we want health, you know, like, um, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I don't, that's helpful. That's helpful because like you're saying, it's not like these issues in and of themselves are like evil things or anything like no, that. No, no, no. Um, or like bad causes to take up when we're thinking about, like racial injustice or pollution, but more that we want to keep like first things first. Yeah. Like a matter of priority. And part of that is, well, one, like you said, knowing God's place in it all, yeah. which is above it yeah. <laughs> and in control of it all. But then also too, like being aware that these are spiritual battlegrounds too. Yeah. And so yeah. like there can be a good cause that I can, you know, like, well, like voting, I can go and, and use my vote in a way that will actually please God mm-hmm. because I'm trying to, I'm trying to help, his ways be established in this world yep. or I can do the very same thing and go and vote and even vote in the same way, like for the same causes, but uh-huh. do it in a way that doesn't please God Right. by just kind of having an attitude of, I want victory yeah. and forget you guys. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. yep. And my will be done over you, you know, and my, I don't, yeah. well in this, so. t- like today I'm just realizing too, you know, like you're thinking of a fight language and how that gets used. There's also that idea of how we get so defensive yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if when you care a lot about something and someone disagrees with you, sees things a different way, yeah. it can be really easy for you to get defensive. Yeah. And usually that doesn't look pretty. It looks kind of <laughs> Right. Know. Well that's so, like in in my like watching of the world and in, in this observation, like oh, man. I, I really loathe like going in like a social media comments thread and I don't I hate, I hate to have that always be the easy whipping boy, but that's a, I mean, that's an easy target to go. Mm. Uh, if people aren't listening to one another, if you're, if you're the, the opposition, you know, I say something, you get defensive, boom, fire back uh, conversation over, you know? And I, f- mm. I feel like I see it in the, in the media all over the place. Like I just want somebody I really just wish somebody would stop and say, I'm listening to you. Like, mm, mm-hmm. I hear you. Tell me more. <laughs> like, say more about that. Like, I'd love to, I'd love to understand your perspective more. Yeah. Even like, though I disagree. Even though I disagree. Yeah. Like, I, like, I feel, <laughs> I just, but instead it's the tone, the tone just gets raised another level. Uh-huh. You go, you didn't say that, you know, you, you, I didn't say it. You said that, you know, and you just fire back and it's like, Oh my man, just give it a rest. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. And I just feel like that's the tone and the tenor in our society right now for a lot of, for a lot of things like in the media world, in my regular relationships with people, mm-hmm. it's not so much like regular people like actually doing talking this and, and yeah. talking, you know? Sure. Sure. But I will say like, you know, in those relationships that you engage in very, very frequently, you know, I, wife kids uh-huh. that kind of, sometimes well like just that defensive idea i gotta be aware of myself like if i start to feel defensive yeah. whose armor am i putting on right 
Am I, am I putting on God's armor? Is that how I'm? No, I'm not. I'm putting on my own armor, yeah. right? I'm trying to be defensive about how I feel. And that that's just helping me think through, okay, if I start to feel defensive, yeah. time to time to call out what's going on. Yep. You know, uh, remember whose side I am on. Yep. Uh, and draw those lines against the devil who's just trying to deceive me to yep. cause this chaos yep. and disruption. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Um. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Mm. It's interesting. Like my my uh, my wife and I, we were uh, we were talking about this on on Saturday night, um, and I was actually excited to preach this sermon. There are a lot of sermons that I preach where I'm sort of like, yeah, I don't know, I'd be good. Like, but then it, I don't know. Like I I do this, you know. We do this a lot, you know, and yeah. having you here, I'm doing it less, but like I've done it a lot that, you know, some weeks it's just like, I don't know, I guess I'll just say, <laughs> say something, you know, but for some reason, uh, I was excited to preach this one, which, which Satan was messing with my head about. Mm. Um, <laughs> so there's just all, there's all these deceptions always going on because it's sometimes the, the, the sermons that I'm least prepared for and like non excited about and think I just botched and didn't like do anything where like people will come up to tear, like in tears and like, tell me how like that was exactly the word they needed to hear and how mm. powerful it was for them. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like who's messing with me here. Cause like I can sometimes have a tendency to procrastinate. And then I'm like, God, don't give me the allow. Like don't mm. affirm like <laughs> procrastination or sure. like being ill prepared, you know? And so, so I was telling my wife, like, I'm actually excited to preach this sermon. I hope like sometimes it's the ones that I'm excited to preach that seem to just like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and she goes, she goes, well, don't, don't let that, like, don't let Satan mess with your head uh, mm. about that, you know? And, so I don't know. I, I'm just like kind of letting people into my own, like some of these internal battles where Satan messes with my head. And, and so my wife was letting me know kind of some of the stuff that happens like to her, my wife deals with, uh, with, with migraines. Mm. And it seems like a lot of like Saturday nights, she doesn't sleep well and uh, gets migraines like on Sundays. Wow. When I'm not home to help get the kids ready to go to church and all this stuff. And she, she feels crummy and, you know, irritable and all this stuff. And, you know, so, so, so there's been some reflection on our end too, you know, and this is where you go, like, is the devil causing that to happen on a Saturday night? Like, does he, is he that pinpointed? Mm. And I, and I would say, well, it certainly is messing with like her, like desire, like, her uh, desire to be in church and her uh, willingness to go there and bring the kids and be in God's presence and feel well about that, you know? And so you just go like, man, yeah, Satan just, he works in all these really crummy, like mean ways, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess like I'm, I'm only just sharing those two stories just so for your own awareness again, like for those of you listening, like how, what are these things? What, what the devil is, trying to do to distract me, to deceive me, to accuse me Mm. again, all back to the place of not giving him credibility, not legitimizing him, but to just go, Oh, (laughs) I see what you're doing. Christ, Christ is victorious over you. You measly loser, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Uh, get behind me. Like you're, you've already lost. Mm. 
like I stand, I stand in Christ mm-hmm. forgiven, restored, purchased and won back for all of eternity. Like, and I'm, I'm with an army of saints, you know, here on earth and in heaven, uh, angel hosts, you know, thousands of angels, you know, you just go, yeah, you got nothing, you know? So yeah, stand firm, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, I think, you know, it's all those promises that you just said, right? These are the very words of God. Right. Right. And that's, that's our sword. Yeah. That's most of what Paul talks about. So defensive, right. You uh-huh. know, it's like, and so often we want to like, I want to do something. I want to do something. Yeah. This is kind of I want to fight it back. I want to get them. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of one of those things where it's like, no, like you don't need to, yeah. you don't, you don't need to go out chasing after him, slaying him. Like I already did that. Right. Just rest. Right. But if he gets close, you know, if he comes up on you, you got my word, Yep. you know, uh, it's an enduring thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, and just think, think if, if you're free of all that accusation and you're, you're aware of that, think of the freedom and the, and the things that you get to do in this world mm. without his threats. You know, you actually get to engage in those those issues of the day, your, your relationships and mm. the politics and the, the inequalities and uh, living for health and all this stuff. But, you know, in a much greater narrative, l- letting the one who's in control actually be in, in control. And I just, I just find that to be so much more empowering in mm. an enjoyable, peace-filled way to live in this world in a strong way. Like you've just got a, a great, a much greater boldness to be able to deal with, the world so yeah yeah especially knowing like i'm not against all these people (laughs) like they're my allies in this battle against these things that we don't want to be a part of our experience um also yeah having the whole first things first god's in control his rule and reign i get to help out that's cool yeah but it's not like it's all resting on my shoulders to accomplish this and yeah at the end of the day victory's won yeah like satan's already put in his place so it's always yeah we're always in a position of strength. Yep. Of Always. Power. Yep. Forgiven. Forgiven. <laughs> mm. Right. Forgiven and restored. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. I think. Uh, I think there's a there's a lot to be said about this, and, um, and perhaps we'll continue the conversation in, in other uh, in other times and places too. But um, if if you're listening to this, I think if you've got questions or comments or whatever, like reach out to Kevin or I, and we would, we'd love to engage in these conversations with you mm-hmm. as well. So that's just kind of an open invitation, um, uh, to, to our listeners. So, um, thanks for listening, Kevin. Thanks for the good chat today and have a great rest of your day, buddy. Hey, you too, man. All right. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers.